Welcome to Roadside, where we talk about the fascinating and sometimes disturbing history behind roadside attractions and unique destinations. Hello, hello. Hi. And welcome to Roadside. I'm Abigail. I'm Janica. And she's the best mom in the world. Oh, thanks. You're the best daughter in the the world. People need to know. The people need to know. People need to know. They gotta know. Appreciate that. (laughs) <laughs> What's up, Mama? How are you? I am fabulous. I am currently stuck in a dilemma. Oh, thanks. Stuck in a dilemma? I am. About? It's a big dilemma. Ooh. I don't know what to name my do- new doggie. Yeah, it's been really hard. <laughs> yes. It's been really hard. We all have very different names that we like. Yes. We're getting a new doggy on a, in a couple days. He's so excited. And he's so officially, excited. officially on Wednesday. I didn't know that. Oh, what did you think That's we were picking names for? Well, I mean, you've never, you haven't told me like, okay, oh. we're officially going. Okay. You know, like you told me last time. Oh, we're gonna go see him again. We're not really sure. We're still not sure. We're still thinking about it. Well, because I wanted to make sure he was a right fit for our family. You know. Right. Yeah. Of course. But, and I was not expecting to get a dog so quickly after I got back from LA. Cause I said, I told the boys not until after LA and it's yeah. like, Oh, a week later, but yep. week later, the You're opportunity came about. He's just so. a puppy. And he's so cute. He's just a puppy. Miss Robin is going to have so much fun. She's going to be the mama, I, but she I, also I, might not have fun. Well, I wanted a puppy because I wanted a puppy to grow up with Robin and not have its own, like, territorial personality or anything right. coming into Robin's space. So that puppy has to learn Robin was here first. Yeah. So. Yeah. But now I just got to think well, of Hopefully. I, fuck, I know. There's, <laughs> like, we've gone through at least a hundred Oh, maybe, yeah. Probably more. We've gone through so many names. I know. And I feel like any of the names that someone suggests, the rest of us don't like. Yeah. There's very few that we all agree on. There is. But there is, well, I don't think all four of us have agreed on a name yet. I don't think so. But part of me is also like, well, Abigail doesn't live here. Right. I don't really count, technically. (laughs) I'm just giving my insight. And I've known that the whole time. It's not going to be my dog. And Nathan's on his way out. Yeah. So, I feel more More or less letting Christian and you name him. Kind of. I mean. Yeah. I I understand. But also at the same time, um, I don't want to be stuck calling dog a stupid name. Yeah. Or a name that I regret, I guess, because I keep visioning, visualizing myself like I'm at a dog park and I'm yelling for him and mm-hmm. I don't want to yell a really stupid name. Yeah. 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 My, um, one of my friends suggested Bark Ruffalo. Okay. I, uh, which I thought was funny. I swear after you said that, I was like, the dog actually does kind of look like Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Mom. <laughs> <laughs> but no, oh I don't want to I don't want a punny name. I know. I and know. then my other friend suggested gravy, which was funny because I I had thought of biscuit. 
biscuits. But and then gravy. I thought, did your friend only suggest that because of young gravy? No. Okay. She had a whole list. I, I told her what was going on, and she has an entire list in her phone of pet names that she's oh. been keeping for like years. So I was like, this yeah. is the perfect person. But hers are not names that I think you would like. Oh. They're like, uh, for a cat, Poppy Pee, Pussy Paw. Oh, uh, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> They're all like silly, goofy names. Got it. Okay. I mean, I I like that one, but whatever. <sighs> not for my yeah. puppy. I still like Rockstar. I don't like that one at all. Rocky, it it's so cute. It doesn't fit for cute. me. Anyway. I think we have different visions of what fits him. Yes, I think so. Yeah. But. All right. Well, enough about the dog. Yep. What's up with you? Working. Sleeping. Working. Cool. Sleeping. Nice. Really? Nothing. You got a good routine down. It's so boring, Mom. <laughs> I feel like my life has gotten so boring. Take it I do while nothing all you day. can. I know. Because... I swear. Eventually you'll get busy. Things just pile on top of each other all at once. I know. I just hate being bored. I know. It's my least favorite feeling. Um, yeah, that's it. That's literally it. That's all I'm doing. All right. I got nothing else. You're always welcome to call me if you're bored. I will. Okay. You're ready to do this? I'm ready. Okay. I am prepared. (sighs) Okay. All righty. Today, we are talking about Moody Farm. Okay. I don't know what that is. Otherwise known as the Cosden Murder House. I knew you were I don't know what that is either, but I'm excited. Okay. She's excited for the um, story. I'm excited for the story and how she's going to tell the story. I am not excited that somebody was murdered. No. No, that's bad stuff. That is really bad stuff. That's really bad, guys. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't kill people. Yep. That's our first rule here. First, number one rule at roadside. Number one rule of roadside. Don't kill people. Don't kill people. Yep. Yep. So throughout this story, because this takes place in the 1800s, there are multiple names. So there's like a few Marys, a few Williams. Okay. So I tried to distinguish them all by using first names for some and last names for others. Okay. That'll work. Yeah, for the victims themselves, I used first names because I just felt it's more personal and and criminals don't deserve that. Yeah. But that doesn't mean because I used somebody's last name that they are a criminal. It just worked because so many names were similar. <laughs> okay, okay, I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was my personal preference. So I just wanted to explain that up front so I didn't confuse cool. a bunch of different people. Yeah, works for me. So, located in Galena, Maryland, in Kent Mm. County, off of Route 290, sat Moody Farm. And Moody Farm was approximately 300 acres, was owned by Robert Moody. Around 1798, Robert built a two-story brick home. Nice. Had a covered porch and dual fireplaces. And it was built kind of like in the middle of the acreage so he could tend to all of his fields. Yeah. 
the house was set back about a quarter mile from the road, so it was far enough that like passerbys couldn't see what was going on, but enough that he could still like see if a horse and buggy or whatever passed right. by. So is this like a crop farm or like livestock? I'm not really sure what Moody had on it, but I will get okay. into um, what the Cosdens had on when they okay. owned the farm or when they were living on the farm, I should say. Okay. So later on, the farm was sold to James F. Woodland, who then rented it to William Cosden and his family. Oh, okay. This William Cosden, if anybody's listening and has heard of the case of William Cosden Jr., who is a convicted murderer from Seattle. This is not the same guy. Okay. Because <laughs> when I was looking this up, that guy kept coming up, but that mm -hmm. was like in the 2000s and yeah. we're talking the 1800s on the other side of the country. very different time. Yeah. yeah. Seattle versus Maryland, 1800 versus 2000. So. Yeah. Different guy and I have no clue if they are related. Okay. Anyway, William was born in 1820 and he also grew up on a farm. Uh, in a small village called Newmarket, which was near Galena. Okay. In 1845, when he was 25 years old, he married Mary Ann Webster. Cute. And Mary Ann was from Delaware. They moved into the brick house on Moody Farm, which, like I said, they were renting. Mm -hmm. On September 9th, 1846, it's my they had a baby girl. Not 1846, though. Not 1846. Named Mary Catherine. Aww. And in 1850, they had a little boy whose name I could not find anywhere. Oh, okay. I don't know what his name was. On the farm, William grew corn. It's mainly what he did. Okay. He was described by locals as quiet but respected. And he was said to have been a decent farmer but not wealthy. Okay. So I'm assuming... In my head, anyway, because at the time he was, you know, not super old, but he was mm -hmm. learning to run yeah. a successful farm. And so yeah. he was making a, he was supporting his family with it, but not like rich, you know. Yeah, they weren't making a ton of money. Right. So the family also, bleh, the family also owned horses, cows, pigs, and beehives. Ooh. I'm assuming that they probably got milk from the cows. Um, not sure if they slaughtered pigs. It didn't really say, but okay. I would imagine they also got honey from the beehives. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to live on a little farm. This was not a little one. This was 300 acres, but. I want to live on a little one. I don't yeah. want to do that much work. No. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I just want to have like a little house in the middle of nowhere with a little garden Mm-hmm. And maybe some chickens. Yeah. That'd be good. I would love that. I would It'd love be that nice. too. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're going into the day. Because there's not much I could find about um, before um, that. Um, Thursday, February 27th, 1851. At around 6.30 in the evening, William, who was only 30 at the time, his wife, Mary Ann, along with his sister, Amanda, who was about mm. 16 or 17. I found conflicts there. And Mary Ann's 14-year-old brother, and his name was Dickinson Webster, were all in the front room having tea. Okay. The Cosden's three-month-old baby, 
was in the cradle next to them. When William was finished with his tea, he got up, turned around to tend to the fire, and when he did, there was a window right next to him that somebody shot him through the window. Oh my god. Yeah. William fell to the ground. The two women were screaming. Mm -hmm. Four men forced themselves into the house. They were beating the door with the barrels of the gun. Yes, four men. Once they got into the house, one of them immediately shot Amanda, who was huddled in the corner, and then proceeded to stab her twice. What the fuck? I know. Why? What's the point? It's a very stupid point that I will get to. Oh, God. Yeah. Marianne was also shot, but it wasn't fatal, and she was able to run outside. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. it was enough that she fell to the ground. Yeah. And during all of this commotion, her brother, Dickinson, ran out of the house, threw all the smoke and chaos, and started running towards town. Mm. And I don't know if the men didn't see him or didn't care because it seems, just to tell you, it seems they didn't harm children. So maybe that was a reason. Although the sister was like 17, the other sister. Yeah. But when she fell to the ground, one of the men ran out after Mary and stabbed her twice. Mm. And then took the rings off of her fingers And ripped her earrings out of her ears. This is disgusting. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Both Amanda and Marianne died very quickly. Yeah. William's gunshot wound was not lethal, though. Oh. One of the men came in and saw him, that he was lying there on the floor, alert, and Mm -hmm. stabbed him. What the fuck? That's stupid. They were literally just enjoying their day. Right. They're just having tea. Dumbass people. Stupid people. Yes. After the initial attack in the front room of those three, the men kind of split up throughout the house. Hmm. So one of them went upstairs where the Cosden's four-year-old daughter was, Hmm. along with Marianne's sister, Rebecca Webster. And Rebecca had been in bed recovering from a sickness that she had been sick for like weeks In the bed. Mm, So she's already weak Weak. from being sick. Yeah. She had gone to hide in the closet when she heard the gunshots downstairs. But then Mm. Mary Catherine was crying and upset. So Rebecca came out of the closet to help Mary Catherine and to comfort her. Yeah. Well, that was very good of her. Yes. So this man that came running up the stairs, he bursts into the room. He shoves Mary Catherine out of the way and points the shotgun at Rebecca. She pleads with him and to save her. Like, please don't shoot me. I will give you whatever you want. She offered him money. She said she had money in the trunk of un- that she kept under her bed. And please don't shoot her. But he didn't care. Yeah, I figured that would happen. Yeah. He raised his gun. And as he raised his gun, she put her arm up like in front of her face to like shield it. Yeah. And when he, I mean, not not that that's going to work, but I think it's just instinct, you know? Yeah, of course. So she put her arm up and she was actually shot through the arm. Wow. Yeah. And her arm was shattered and 
torn apart. It is literally almost severed from her body. Yeah. He then, after this, decides, okay, I'm going to pull the trunk out and see what's in there. Like, after he already shot her. Yeah. I mean, the woman's already weak from sickness. Yeah. And she's just trying to comfort this little child. Right. Who just lost her parents. Yeah, and I sure, I don't know that she knew that at that point, but I mean, she oh, heard no. gunshots and chaos and She's screaming. She's got to be scared, you know. It, absolutely. She's from hearing all that. that. Yeah. Well, four-year-old. I know. So he pulls the trunk out, and he just starts taking the contents of the trunk and, like, throwing them all over the room. And he's looking for the money that she said was in the trunk, which she had said that there was $4 that she had in the trunk. Now, today, that would be $150. Okay. So, still not a whole lot of money. Right. Like, certainly not enough to kill somebody. No. No No amount of money is enough for that. No. Yeah. Not at all. And she was offering to give it to him before. Yeah. She's like, dude, I'll I'll give you the money. Just don't shoot. But he decided to be an asshole. Yep. Do it anyway. Yep. So, he couldn't find the money in the trunk. I'm assuming, this is my total assumption. That he was, like, I'm picturing him just literally grabbing shit and throwing it out of the trunk. And I'm sure the $4 probably went flying. Yeah. So he couldn't find the money. So he got angry. Oh, God. And his response to that anger was that Rebecca, since Rebecca was not dead, he tried to rape her. And this woman, who is sick... And has just been shot in the arm with her arm shattered. Literally fights him off to where he doesn't get to do what he's intend- intending Good. to. Good. Yes. And he becomes so enraged that she's fighting him that he shoots two more times. Yeah. So one of those hit her in the chest. Mm-hmm. And the other hit the bed and ignited the bedding on fire. Holy shit. So not only has now Rebecca been sick, shot twice, and attempted rape, she is now in a burning bed. Yep. And she still gets out of that burning bed and manages to give information to authorities Wow. about this man. Wow. I figured since you said she'd been shot in the chest. Well, I'm assuming it was not the heart. So it said the okay. chest, but I'm assuming it was, you know, not the heart. Okay. Not a yeah. major artery or something like that. That's good. I'm glad that she survived. Well. At least for a little bit. She survived to this point. Yeah. So during all of that, one of the other men goes into the kitchen. And in the kitchen, there is a slave woman working. Mm. She was ironing. And she was, and I even hate saying these words, but I don't know how else to say it. She was owned by Edwin Crouch from a neighboring farm. Hmm. but had been loaned out for the evening. Okay. I know. This is the way the articles state it, and I don't... Uh, yeah. And that actually, I state it nicer than some of the old articles. Uh, yeah, I bet, like, yeah. From actual 1851. Yeah. Um, so also in the kitchen was a young slave girl who was owned by Dr. John Frazier. So I guess they were there for the night to help with the tea for right. the family. Yeah. Unfortunately, neither of them, their names were never in any articles. Of course not. No information was listed about them. Yeah. 
The woman not surprised. tried to escape. She turned to try and run and she was shot in the back mm. and in the wrist. And I read okay. one that said the side and one that said the back. So I'm assuming it's like more towards the side of her back. Okay. Yeah. She was able to run out the back door and escape. And she ran, having been shot twice, three quarters of a mile. Oh, my God. Yes. To the Crouch Farm, where she told Crouch what was happening at the Cosden house. Wow. Yeah. That's a brave woman right there. Absolutely. Crouch ran into town where he planned to form a posse to go to the Cosden home. So I don't know if there's, there's literally like no mention of like officers. Maybe they didn't have so any. It might be just it's 1851. It's a pretty small town. There may not be any. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't know. This was like the biggest thing that ever happened to this point. Yeah. You know. It's a pretty big thing. So both Dickinson, the 14-year-old, and Crouch get to town, and they alert mm -hmm. the locals to what's happening. And as the men are fleeing the house, one of them notices that William, having been shot and stabbed, is still alive. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. So the man proceeds to stomp on his head. Oh. Okay. Somewhere between 9.30 and 10. So now we're about three hours after this attack. Mm -hmm. The group of men that had been formed by Cosden finally shows up on horseback. And by then, the attackers had already escaped. Yeah, they're long gone. Yeah. Henry Mitchell was the first to enter. And Henry found William lying on the floor, bleeding, but still alive. Wow. Yes. Oh, and my God. So alert, in fact, that he had one hand up on the baby cradle, rocking it back and forth to try and get the baby to be quiet. Oh, my God. I know. After being shot and beaten and stabbed. Yes. And he's still, oh, let the baby sleep. I know. That's so sweet. That's a good dad. That is a good dad. That is a good dad. So Henry comes in and this is what he sees. And William is still able to talk as well. And he says to Henry, I don't think I have an enemy in the world. So he like, he doesn't understand what's going on. He doesn't know who would have done this or exactly. why. Right. Yeah. William was able to give a description of the men to Henry, but he died within a half an hour of Henry mm -hmm. finding him. Literally, they made it just in time. Yeah. To see that. I'm glad that they did make it in time. Yes. But very sad that he passed. Yes. The baby that was in the cradle was unharmed from the attack. Good. Good. But unfortunately passed four months later. Oh. There was no cause of death listed. And so I don't know if it was just, I don't know. I don't know what, don't the, know. what the cause Baby's could died. have been. Like broken Easily heart, happened. you know. Yeah, passed passed around from foster to foster. Or I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but there was a lot of disease some kind and of sickness stuff like that. Or, yeah. yeah, medicine wasn't as good. Right. Two doctors tried to save Rebecca, but her wounds were just too extreme. Yeah, and she died two two days later on Saturday, mm -hmm. March first. The following Monday, March third. The slave woman also unfortunately died. 
Oh. Yeah. And there was never any other information about the young girl that was in the kitchen either. So I don't know if she ran, but there was... I hope she made it out. Yeah. There was never no other information I could find about her. Yeah. So in the March 1st edition of the Kent News, they reported, quote... The carpet, floor, beds, etc. are saturated with blood. And even now, the stoutest heart cannot look upon the scene without starting a tear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how many people that lost their lives because of this? Uh, We've got William and Rebecca and the woman that was in the kitchen. And and the mother... Marianne. And Amanda. So we're at five. Okay. (sighs) That's tough. Yeah. On Friday, February 28th, Governor Enoch Lewis Lowe put up a $1,000 reward for information. Today, that is $39,600. Wow. That is some serious damn money. Yeah, as a reward. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, give me it. I want it. Five people. Yeah. So, yeah. So, with the information that William and Rebecca and the woman in the kitchen were able to give before they all passed, and also the information of the description, and the descriptions that Dickinson was able to give, Mm -hmm. within a week, quite a few men were captured. Really? In total, were they the right men? What? Were they the right men? Well, in total, there were nine. Oh, okay. So not all of them. But five were dismissed. So we've, we're down to four. Mm-hmm. And in May of 1851, the remaining four suspects were arrested for the murders. Okay. Abraham Taylor, William Shelton, Nicholas Murphy, and Stephen Shaw. Okay. So now... I get to tell you about these absolute pieces of garbage. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. Okay. So Taylor was 50. Now we get to find out why this happened. Yeah. I'd like to know. Mm -hmm. He was kind of the ringleader of the group. Okay. He was married, had kids, but he lived with his side piece. Oh, mm, Mm -hmm. one of those. Yeah. So, you know. Mm-hmm. So just right. all around bad person, bad yeah. father, bad husband. Yeah. Okay, cool. He was an off and on woodcutter and had recently been released from serving seven years of time in jail for kidnapping. What? Yeah. I am so surprised. Yeah, shocking. Yeah. Piece uh, of shit. He felt, though, that... He was, he felt he wasn't in the wrong because for kidnapping or for the, for kidnapping. Okay. Because in his mind, it didn't really count because he kidnapped a slave. Oh. Yeah. So he's a real piece of garbage. Yeah. So now he's also racist. Yes. Yes. But so was literally everybody. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, So he was pretty pissed because in his mind, he was in seven, he was in jail for seven years for no reason. 
even though he's... Oh, the poor guy. I know. It's just so sad. So hard. So he decided that the state of Maryland owed him $7,000 because he thought that he should be paid $1,000 for every year that he was in jail. Dude, you're stupid. (laughs) Like... Like, that's just plain dumb. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so he 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 thinks that Maryland owes him $7,000, which today would be $277,000. I mean, that's how prison works, right? right? Oh, let me just pay you a salary for serving time in prison. Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. His solution was to steal things because he felt that he was owed by yeah, the state. That's a, that's a really good thing to do right when you get out of jail. Yeah. Go stealing. Go stealing. That's, that's, See what happens. That's the solution. Yeah. Who let this guy be the ringleader? Dumbass. Yeah, absolutely. So Taylor would often brag to people that he was going to get his revenge against Maryland. And he would find a way to get paid back okay. for his time served. No. <laughs> no. You won't. <laughs> Sorry, dude. Think you're playing. Do you like, know like how fire. government works? <laughs> how law enforcement works? Yeah. Obviously not. Obviously not. Obviously not. This man is severely uneducated. Uh yeah. So he formed yeah. a plan. And his I plan- bet it was really good was to get a small group of men together and they would rob a couple houses and steal their money. Yeah. And so then he could be paid back for his jail time. You know what? I bet the state of Maryland saw the same thing. <laughs> totally. They thought the same thing. They were like, yeah. Yeah. Mm, totally. No. You kidding me? So he had heard... That William Cosden had come into some money from some land deals. Mm. And that caused that William had about $800, which would be about 32000 today. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, this would be turn out to be not true. If you remember, William was renting his land. Mm-hmm. So he was not having land deals. Yeah. So he didn't have... just sitting in that house waiting for you to steal it. Yep. So during one of his odd jobs, Taylor came across a man named William Shelton. William Shelton was 24 and he lived with his parents and he was also just working odd jobs to stay alive. Okay. Then he came across Nicholas Murphy, who was 45. Murphy was married, had four kids and another one on the way. And so Taylor enlisted both Shelton and Murphy, told them of the plan, and promised them a good payout. Okay. And then I guess Taylor got, I don't know, just decided I don't have enough men. Three's not enough. So he meets another man named Shaw, and he's like, oh, let me just throw him in the mix. But he threw him in, like, last minute. Oh. So Okay. This man is a very stand-up guy. Not. Yeah. I don't think any of them are. (laughs) I think they all deserve to go to jail. So he is also another guy that just kind of wanders from 
odd job to odd job trying to earn money, but it would appear that the only way that Shaw is spending his money is on alcohol. Classic. Because he's also like the town drunk. Yeah. So Shaw would later claim that he had no knowledge of the intent to murder, as others would too, except there was like, you know... Why'd you have a gun? Why'd you show up with guns and knives? <laughs> yeah. I hmm. Interesting. So there was actually a note from Shaw addressed to his neighbor that stated, quote, he says he is going to kill them tonight. Wants me to help him. As you are my friends, I will tell you or he will kill you. His name is Abraham Taylor. End quote. Okay. Yeah. That's a terrifying letter. Yeah. Imagine opening that as his neighbor. Right. I don't want to be that guy. He told neighbor. me to kill them. He's going to kill you. Right. Huh. Huh. Okay, I'm moving the next day. <laughs> no shit. I'm out of here. Bye. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> the one that stabbed Marianne outside was Taylor. Mm. And after Shaw saw this, he ran off. Okay. Like a little pussy. Yeah. And he was later found out, found passed out drunk in the middle of a field <laughs> by the other three as they fled from the scene. So apparently he also had been drinking before they even showed up. They're all stupid. <laughs> They're all stupid. They are like, all stupid. Did you. Did, <sighs> <laughs> I just don't understand. How people can be that stupid. I, I like, don't know. You're stupid enough to get involved with someone who says he's going to kill somebody mm-hmm. and steal their money. Yes. And then you decide, oh, I'll go with him. And what I don't understand either is if somebody is approaching you with this plan and they've come up with this plan, do you really trust them to give you part of that money? No. You think he's going to give you shit? No. He's going to take his $7,000 that he is owed. Of Maryland owes him money. Do you think he wants to give it to you? No. He's going to keep it for himself. And he's going to kick you in the butt and tell you to leave. Yeah. So during their trials, it was not really proven, but I don't know how to say that. Um, The guns that were used at the scene matched those Okay. Of the ones that they had. I mean, to the best ability at the time. Right. Um, So they they could pinpoint who it was. Right. But they had, those four had the same types of guns that were used at the scene. Okay. There was also blood found on their clothing. Again. Wow. DNA can't really like prove it, but it was evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Same gun, blood on your clothes. Right. Same description. Yeah. It's adding up. So you've got the descriptions also provided by the victims. You've got dozens of witness testimony from, you know, the the note. And Mm -hmm. people were, they were, he was going around town talking about this shit before it even happened, you know. Because he's dumb. But then Shaw also made a full confession, which earned him the freedom of being convicted. So only three of them. On June 24th, 1851, Taylor, Shelton, and Murphy were all convicted of first-degree murder and sentenced to death. Bye. Bye. 
Bye. Judge Good riddance. <laughs> Judge, Judge Ezekiel F. Chambers asked them, quote, what have you to say why the sentence of the law should not be pronounced, end quote. And these are their replies. Oh, Shelton said, I have nothing to say except that I was not there and know nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Murphy said, I am not guilty. I know neither part nor parcel of the matter. Totally. And Taylor, this one really is disgusting. Yeah. I was waiting for him. <laughs> Points to a child in the room and says, I am as innocent as that little boy. Really? Barf. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gross. Get out of here. So Judge Chambers went on to say, quote, our sentence is that you be taken hence to the jail from which you were brought and from thence at the time to be appointed by the governor of the state to the place of execution and there be hanged by the neck until you be dead, end quote. Yup. You uh -huh. be dead. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Peace. The uh, judicial system worked a little bit quicker back in that day. So five months later, on August 8th, five months after the murders, I should say. Okay. August 8th of 1851, an estimated 8,000 people gathered around the property oh of Dr. Thomas H. Wayland to witness the hangings. Yep. Now, goodbye. At the time, Galena was a fairly small town. I mean, people were mm -hmm. coming like, pretty much from everywhere to witness this. Yeah. I was going to say, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. For a town that doesn't even have a police officer. Exactly. At approximately 9 a.m., Taylor, Murphy, and Shelton were taken from the jail, loaded onto a wagon to make the journey to the field. So just as the judge was saying. Mm-hmm. And at 10.39 a.m., after they had already been put up on the platform and nooses around their neck, the cord was pulled, quickly killing Taylor and Shelton. Murphy, however... I was going to say. The noose around Murphy's neck came apart, and he fell 12 feet to the ground. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Murphy was taken back up to the platform, where he was forced to just sit with his neck bleeding from, the cut, from a cut the rope had given him, while the other two bodies were taken down from their nooses. And then he was placed back in a noose and the cord pulled again at 11.15. And so that is the end of those three. Bye, bitch. Bye. Bitch. Bye. Yep. I won't miss you. That is Nobody a... else will either. Nope. I don't think so. I feel no guilt. Not at all. Sorry. Yep. I hope you rot in hell. I hope they are rotting in hell. Yes. I hope they're already rotted. That was horrible. And just be, this, literally, what? Like, the state owes me money because they put me in jail. Hmm. Right. For kidnapping. For kidnapping. I said kidnapping. <gasps> yes. I knew what you meant. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. He's an idiot. Stupid they little fuck. And yeah. I'm really not happy that Shaw got, got off scot-free. No, like, I'm not either. Nothing happened to that. Him. 
Yeah, I hope someone got his ass later on. I hope so, too. Like, one of the townsfolk was probably like, that's not fair. No. And then, you know. I could see What that. if, what if they did the same thing? They're like, oh, my God, we just broke into your house. Oh, no. Oh, that's, that's really not sad. right either. Bam! No, it's not. It's not. It's not. No. <laughs> Don't do that. But no, I just hope that he got whatever karma was coming to him. Yes, I do too. I hope he got splinters yeah. underneath his toenails every day of his life. Every day. Every day. I hope so too. Couple follow-ups after the trials. Mm-hmm. Dickinson Webster, the 14-year-old at the time of the attack, he went on to be a shoemaker. Oh, But nice. no record exists of him past 1860. Huh. So only nine years later. So I don't know. Yeah. What happened to him? I don't know. Well, I Mary- hope he had a good life. Yeah, me too. Mary Catherine Cosden, the four-year-old, mm-hmm. she went on to get married, moved to Iowa, had eight children. Wow. And lived to be 86 years old. Oh, and she died in 1932. Well, I'm glad that she had a full life. Me too. I'm glad those two escaped. But God, can you imagine the horrific, like, Mary Catherine, thank God, was only four at the time. She probably doesn't remember it. Because she won't remember so much detail, but yeah. Yeah, but still, like, growing up knowing that you were there when all these people were killed, you know, it's got to... Yeah. It's got to have a, a strain on you mentally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then right. just a little bit more in 2001, Moody Farm was purchased by Howard and Dorothy Thyme. Hmm. The, the property had been updated with new barns and equipment, but the Cosden house was still there. Okay. Um, it was run down, hadn't been really kept up. Um, in 2018, yeah. the Thymes chose to have the home demolished. Mm-hmm. Although there were several locals who were trying to make it a historical site. Yeah, I was wondering, because sometimes they do become historical sites. Yeah. Uh, there was a descendant of the Cosdens who said he he wasn't bothered that it was torn down because okay. it kind of wasn't a great thing to... yeah. Not a great memory. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that is Moody Farm and the Cosden Murder House. All right. That was very interesting. Yeah. And I'm glad that all those guys are burning in hell. Same. And I'm sure Shaw, once he eventually died, also went to hell to burn. So. I'm sure. I'm sure they all, they all rotted together. Good. As they should. Anyways. Oh, and we forgot to say what our bonus is this week. Oh my gosh, yeah. we're back to bonuses. We are back to our bonuses. So Abigail just did a bonus right before we recorded this. I did, I did. You want to tell I them? did a bonus episode on the, on, what was it freaking called again? I want, I want to say the whole name. Oh, okay. Instead of just the, say the official name. Got it. Pull it up. So we covered the Bavarian State Brewery Wienstephan in uh, Germany. And in that episode, I also apologized for my pronunciation of that. So, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to say here just in case. But it is, uh, 
it was it was quite interesting. I really liked yeah. learning about it, and I'm not really a beer person, but it was pretty fascinating. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So if um if you want to listen to that, all of our German listeners, because we know we have a bunch Woo-hoo. of you, thank you so much. Woo-hoo. You can we go love you. to patreon.com slash roadside and find our bonus episodes. Yeah, you can. You sure can. Yes. You can also follow us on social media if you wanted to. Do that too. We have a TikTok at Roadside Podcast. Uh, Instagram at Roadside Pod. We have Facebook at Roadside Podcast. YouTube at Roadside Pod. And of course, our website, roadsidepodcast.com, where you can find all of our socials and our Patreon and everything. Yes. And you can email us at roadsidepod at gmail.com. Do it. All of it. Thank you all Bye. so much. Thank you. For listening. Love you all so much for your support. Mwah. Like, share, comment. What's the other one? Rate. Keep finding the thrill and the mysterious, <laughs> you know, all that. All that. We love you. All right. Peace out. Mwah. Bye. Bye.